0: So in this episode of Talking Health Tech Today, it's another showcase episode taken from our Talking Health Tech Spring Summit that we held at the end of last year. We hold our virtual summits every quarter for our THT Plus members and for ticket holders that come along and they're full day virtual events with panel discussions and they're collaborative. It's kind of like The epitome of why Talking Health Tech was created in the first place, bringing different perspectives together, whether it's vendors or patients or hospital executives or clinic owners, everyone together that's trying to solve meaningful problems in healthcare with the help of technology. And this session, which will be introduced in a second, it's all about that patient paper trail and bringing together some really great insights. It's a session that I moderated about how we go from the manila folders and little bits of paper to where we really want to get to in healthcare with information that's accessible and hopefully help serve more patients and maybe even create some efficiencies within the healthcare system. Now, as you're listening on a podcast player, you obviously can't see what's going on. So I recommend you jump onto our YouTube channel when you get a chance and watch the video because it's great to see comments that come up in the chat and you can see what all the fuss is about, about those summit vibes everyone talks about. So jump onto our YouTube channel, The link is in the show notes of this episode. It's also available on our website too. While you're there, subscribe, set up a YouTube account if you've not done already, and check out some of the other videos we've got on there as well. So here we go, collaboration starts with a conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. The use of paper for collecting patient data across Australian hospitals is still predominant. Let's consider for a second the risk to clinical outcomes when the patient information sits on a shelf, at times in many locations, rather than accessible digitally at the point of care. This is session four of the Talking Health Tech Spring Summit titled The Patient Paper Trail." I'll be moderating this panel discussion featuring Bernie Gibbons, Head of Business Innovation and Partnerships at Informatics. Chris Mitchell, Chief Information and Digital Officer at Hunter New England Local Health District. Dr. David Trelagan, co founder of Clinical Documentation Improvement Australia, CDIA. To prepare for this session, we posed the question what are the biggest benefits for frontline healthcare workers of digitising healthcare information? Half of respondents said better patient insights, 46% of people said it saves clinicians time. Only 4% of people think that the biggest benefit of digitising healthcare information is to reduce clinician burnout, and no one thinks it will improve job satisfaction. Let's go to the panel and discuss it further. Got a rowdy bunch of seasoned veterans for this next session here coming from different perspectives and from different locations as well. So, and I'm going to be moderating this session. So I I guess, I guess you're in for a treat. You're in for an experience, but look, what I might do, I might give um, each an opportunity to give a bit more perspective about, I guess, the work they do, but also their experiences with this challenge that we face today with um, the use of, of paper for collection of, of patients, healthcare data. I saw Robert in the chat. You know, we, we aspiring to a, a paperless, free-ish world. So I guess that's that's a good start. Let's let's go around the room and kind of get some more context on who people are. Chris, I might start with you.
1: Thank, thank you, Pete. Uh, hi everyone. Chris Mitchell. I'm the Chief Information Officer for Hunter New England Health. Uh, we're part of New South Wales Health and cover the geography from uh, roundabout about uh, Morissette in the in the south near, near Gosford up to the Queensland border in the north. And um, we have within and, and the whole geographic area is around about the size of the country of England. Um, and in that we've got 40 uh, odd hospitals that uh, that I support the ICT for ICT and digital health, um, and a whole another couple of dozen community health and uh, clinic locations and things like that. So it's a very, very, very large health service. And uh, I think with uh, relation to today, uh, I've been executing Hudson New England's uh, inaugural digital health strategy, uh, which is all about uh, eliminating the paper. So I'm uh, really looking forward to the conversation this morning. Thank you,
0: Pete. No, thank you. Look, I mean, it would be a particularly busy week for, for uh, everyone in your position in New South Wales, I guess, all over the country as well, So, But David, I'd love to learn more about, uh, about you and... This topic.
2: Yeah. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the summer today. Uh, my name is Dr. Dave Trelagan. I'm a practicing medical doctor. I work in the ICU, but uh, most of my time is now preoccupied with an organization that got uh, kick started out of some uh, experiences I had as a, a junior doctor and um, founded an organization called Clinical Documentation Improvement Australia, or often referred to as CDIA. And um, you know, we're partnered with hospitals in every state of Australia. North and South Island of New Zealand and some big names in Saudi Arabia and that we're all about empowering clinicians to deliver safer care um, to every patient through enhancing the quality of um, documentation. So i um, excited about this session. Absolutely and Bernie over to you.
3: I just, I, I didn't know, Melissa, whether you meant that this is boring and that's why we can keep, we keep you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cue with the jet lag and get you. <laughs> oh gosh,
3: yes, yes. So, you've uh, already half, uh, half in, introduced me, uh, head of strategy and partnerships at Infamedics. I'm also consulting to the agency as well, um, stakeholder engagement with clinical and digital health standards and I'm very new and it's something that I do want to talk about, founding member at UTS, we've been uh, developing a digital health research collaborative over the last, I guess, five years um, and has been a dream of, uh, of the Faculty of Health uh, in at UTS and it's going to be focused around improving experience and the knowledge of our healthcare workers in digital um, digital technologies, very important. Absolutely. And look,
0: um, so, so I look, I encourage, I can see a lot of people looking forward to this session in the chat and there's different perspectives from the agency startups, um, overseas, you know, in different health districts. So I very much encourage participants to, to help shape this conversation. But I wanted to go to you, Chris, firstly, because, you know, I know that you've seen, um, industries outside of healthcare as well. And we're talking about this, this point around, uh, digitizing information in healthcare in 2022. So talk to me about other industries and your experiences there. Are we, are we just same thing, but a couple of years behind? Is it that simple? Is it a little bit more? Look,
1: um, there's, I think there's a a lot more nuance to it and there is no straightforward or, or, or simple answer. Um, there, there are so many factors that, that, that impact on the digitization of healthcare um, that, that just have to be considered. You know, it, it's um, every decision that you make, looking at the, the, the scale and the size, the complexity and the challenges in the organizations that we serve, uh, every decision you, you make has to be really, really considered. Um, so it's got to be the right decision to start with, but you've also got to bring everybody on the journey with you, and, and the different stakeholder cohorts and the different uh, the groups that we that we need to support, work with, and um, um, I, I suppose uh, bring with us from that digital health perspective makes it really really challenging. So we, it's a challenging area. I, I don't know that we're behind. I, I don't know that digital health necessarily lends itself to um, some of those more sort of self service industries that, that, that we might see, you know, around financial services or insurance. That things Things like that where people want to be able to sort of do that on their own time and personally with apps and mobile devices and things. Um, healthcare is about you and it's about people. And it really is about that that personal experience, I think. So, um, again, I'm sure the conversation will evolve and I, and I don't want to take up the airtime because I could definitely talk for half an hour on on this topic uh, alone. Um, but um, I, I I do not think that uh, that, that we're digital laggard. I, I don't think uh, you suggest that. If you look at some of the super high-tech stuff that's happening with precision medicine and artificial intelligence, things like that, they're, they're about as far removed from digital laggard as you can get. So um, there's a real interesting kind of contrast between... Um, I suppose some of the technology and some of the perception I I, I might suggest. So that's, and and again, every industry evolves in this area at its own pace. I've worked in a a couple of different industries. And like I said, I think some lend themselves better to self-serve than others. But being that we're a people business, it's more about
0: people. If you've been kicking around this industry a bit like me, or maybe even you're brand new to digital health, you've probably worked out that health tech is not an individual sport. Whatever you're trying to achieve, whether you're delivering healthcare for patients, or you're building health technology, or perhaps you're helping deploy solutions across health systems, you need a tribe, a community of like-minded individuals who just get it that if we're going to transform healthcare, then technology is going to play a huge part in it. So to learn and connect about health tech and level up your game, consider joining our THT Plus membership community. We've got options for every stage of growth, whether you're a solo individual or a startup or scale-up company. As an individual, you get access to our exclusive community forum, you get a warm intro to two other members from me each month, you get free access to our quarterly virtual summits and a bunch of other exclusive goodies. Companies can bring team members into the community, plus you get a presence on our website as a THT Plus member, you can post content like news events and jobs, And of course, we love to showcase our members. So when you join as a company THT Plus member, you'll get to appear on this podcast with your very own episode. This podcast is made possible through the support of our members. It's literally the heart of everything we do. So consider joining as a THT Plus member. You can join anytime online. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash THT Plus. Absolutely. I mean, that's such a good point, Chris, about... You chunk it up. You look at healthcare overall, and some of the advancements and innovations in healthcare. It's it's not an industry that's lagging behind. There's obviously areas like this this part that we're kind of zooming into in terms of the the, the paper components. So I guess that's that's motivating in a sense. Um, but but also I imagine David, what would be motivating from your side as a clinician is is what we were just talking about is is being about the people, not not just about the clinical efficiencies and all the kind of business stuff. When when it comes down to it, this issue of paper patient records it it impacts patients as well right Baby. yeah like at
2: the end of the day like what, what what's the medical record for like it's for helping us know our patients and to communicate between caregivers to care better for our patients i think chris your line lying then it's like we're about human beings caring for human beings and i think like one of the problems with this discussion is sometimes people come to like the whole digital health question like really simplistic thinking it's kind of like we need a digital record. But my question to them is like, okay, well, let's just stop for a second. It's like, what do you want that digital record to actually do? What problem are you trying to have it solving? And I think like early on, like you go back, like the US with their early adoption, I, I think a lot of places failed to kind of answer that question. So they had this record, they could all access the record a lot quicker, but it led to like maybe more problems sometimes than um than solutions. And so I think we are in some degrees behind the US. I've spent some time in the US and done site visits and things like that. But I think the the advantage for us in Australia is we we can learn from all of those lessons. And um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily consider us laggards, but maybe leapfroggers. And there's a huge opportunity to, because um, once you're entrenched in some um, digital systems, it can be very difficult to unpick. Um, and, you know, watching the market for 10 years, Australia's in a really good position to to learn the lessons from others and to, to leapfrog and, and go ahead and implement digital health in a way that solves problems rather than just bringing a record for kind of the, the star insects to a starry light. Yeah. I really like that, Dave,
1: that, um, that, 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 that comment about digital leapfrog, you know, I think that might actually become a reality here in Australia in the, in, in the coming years. I think that is definitely a potential thing that we might we might see.
3: Well,
0: you know, Bernie, we talk about this too from time to time in the THC plus community and just out and about generally is that we're not short of people within our little circles of people who agree and, and nod their head on this kind of topic around, you know, that this is where there's the opportunity, this is, what, this is where we need to be. But I guess you're also out there speaking to CIOs, hospitals, like d- players, different people trying to, you know, break into the areas that, and and it's not the same sentiment everywhere. How do you find... The, the sentiment from hospitals and healthcare providers around the country is: Is there an appetite
3: for change? Are we Are we there? Oh, good gosh! Yes, you. That was rhetorical, right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> serving a different way. reasons. I know. Thank you, but for all different reasons, isn't it? You know, like there's um, private hospitals now. Finally, you know, after. Um, you know, looking at different costing of the the big solutions uh, is is look turning now to saying, well, at least let's scan medical records in so that we can then have them digital so that we can access the revenue that we deserve for the services that we have provided, and uh, and you can't do that. Well, it's difficult with paper. And you know, and during um, I can tell you that there's a large hospital in Australia that during COVID lost half of their coders because they didn't want to be in the hospital and going up on the wards. And they they actually they looked at it that it was around uh, $65 an hour additional cost to have them totally PPE'd and go up onto the wards, but so if you have a digital record, though, once it it's no longer on paper, they can log in from at home and from anywhere. So there we go. Now straight away we've improved our uh, healthcare workforce. They're part of the the health information managers are a very important part of our healthcare workforce, and uh, you know I'll probably leave that more to Dave, but we. Need to look at you know the the difference between public and private is that different reasons for wanting to have the uh, digitized paper and I, my thing of late has just been you know my whole last twelve years has been interoperability we need to interoperate we need to change we need to have standards so that and the yeah you know, we need policy change so that. You know, we will tell the uh, the sector that you must follow these standards because it's costing us money as a government to not have you follow these standards. And you know, because every you you don't talk to the other systems that we've got in our hospitals, right? I know, Chris. So you know get you know the policy part is very important, but while we're doing that, and probably the leapfrogging is you know is a very good example of this while we're while we're looking at the policy change, what for standards we can be digitising the paper because you can't interoperate with paper. <laughs> you know, there is, there is no way that you can still get to the patient record if it's in paper. It's not there. You can get it in a few hours, just not straight away. Sorry, Captain <laughs> Obvious hat on there.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, look, I mean, Chris, I see a lot of, you know, nodding from your side. Is it, you know, it sounds so simple though to just, like, let's, let's stop using paper um, and, you know, yes, we're works so what does that look like in reality for you?
1: Um, about as far removed from it as possible I I, I have to say and, and and look Hunter New England health took a, a best of breed system approach uh, which means we have good um, digital clinical support in certain areas, but it's completely fragmented and we have lots and lots of paper so uh, as Bernie alluded to um, you get it but uh, you, a person's actually going to go pick up that piece of paper and scan it into a system which often takes a couple of hours because that, that that is happening you know hundreds and hundreds of times every day across a district uh, or our size. Um, one, one of the other things that I, I want us to sort of weave into the conversation and I, and I don't know Pete if you can bring those uh, those survey results back up on the screen but that um that one about the digitization of medical records reducing burnout at zero percent that one was really that, that spoke to me I have to say uh, because one of the things that I, I'll strongly sort of suggests here is that I don't know that we've done a great job from from a digital health perspective about that uh, employee and workforce experience. And I can see the Dave Dave smiling here and, and, and worries for us. But I think one of the things that I've learned in some of those other industries, the, the IT or the digital technology experience within working within the organization is an important point on job satisfaction and um, you know, your ability to attract and retain a good and talented workforce. So um, um, this actual um, uh, digitization of, of medical records, yeah, absolutely. It's about uh, you know, reducing clinical risk and reducing that fragmentation, but it's just as much about workforce wellness and, uh, and staff
2: well-being as it is anything else. I think anything digital health, it's just like any other project. You've always got to bring it down, down to the basics. What are we trying to achieve? And does our actions help us achieve our objectives? It's as simple as that. And I think so often that's forgotten because there's kind of like this sex appeal, this kind of like starry shining lights. It's like, Yes, we're getting a digital solution. Someone's willing to sign off at it. It's so exciting. But we really need to, again, to step back from that, keep like the principles and the objectives at hand. And I think... You know, it's crazy, like the physician burnout, like in Australia and the States where it's been like better studied. it's just off the charts and like, and it's been on the agenda now for like a decade, but it hasn't been addressed. So, you know, for all the people um, in the summit, you know, who, who, whether it's the vendors like producing things or it's the the implementers on the site, like we need to work collaboratively and be honest with each other and keep asking that question. Like, what's the solution we're trying to solve and does this solve it? And it's not just the solution itself because, you know, one of my closest friends is like 10 years um, at Google and he always tells me, he says, Dave, software isn't about computers, it's about people. And so the implementation phase is just as important as the product itself. So we're always going to keep laser focus on what we're trying to achieve.
0: I see a lot of good comments and questions in the chat there. And it's, I think this, this topic is, it resonates with a lot of people. So Um, apologies if I'm not keeping up and I encourage speakers to jump in after this session and continue to keep that conversation in the chat too. But I, I noticed that, uh, it was, you know, Robert raised a question too, which is, um, kind of to that, to a little bit to what David was talking about too, which is problems to be solved. We've seen an announcement, I guess of, for those not, not familiar, here's potentially a scenario where we Rip out all the old EMRs and put in one standard one across all of the the state. No. Is that going to stop us from using paper? I'm not, and I'm not, you know, making a point around <laughs> the decision, and everything, but just conceptually around is it a system? It doesn't sound like it's a systems thing that's going to fix it necessarily in and of itself, right?
1: Do you want to go first, Birdie, or uh, or shall I?
3: <laughs> so no. I, I will I will just comment on that. You know, I think uh, Kim's added uh, something here as well. Kim Gilbert, you know, that we should stop having just technology we can't keep throwing technology at this wicked problem that we have we need to think I'd love to get everyone in a room we talk about this Pete Um, my dream would be to have a a round table massive round table where we with whiteboards and the like and we talk about the where we're at and how can and where we want to go where we were because that's a good story too but, you know, how far we've come, but we haven't come far enough to actually make the access to the data that it researchers, there's uh, researchers are in a world of pain because they can't get access to research um, data that is on paper so that, you know, we're behind in so many ways. Let's all get together and plan a way out of this. Chris?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I, I saw quite a number of comments come through. They're all very in, insightful. Um, and I, I don't know if I can address them in the next next couple of minutes, but we'll, we'll give it a go. So there, there was a question about the recent announcement this week with, with regards to EPIC and, and, and Hunter New England. Um, and yes, I think absolutely uh, it will make a difference. But it's not a silver bullet. It's not the the, the, the panacea. Um, we will clean up a great deal of the paper uh, with, the, with the first wave implementation uh, of, of this particular EMR. There's no doubt about it. But um, it's not going to remove every piece of paper in Hunter New England Health with the, with the first wave. That's absolutely not, not a realistic view. There will still be plenty of work to continue that, that digital transformation after the initial wave. It'll be a foundational starting point. And I think probably just the other point that I'd, I'd like to make about about this one is that... Um, I really see this as much of a staff engagement and uh, and, and well-being exercise uh, as, as anything else. And um, Pete, I, I want to almost put a put a challenge on on the table here with with that survey result. I'd like to have another look at that in a couple of years. If we can go and resurvey the Hunter New England clinicians after we do the the implementation to see if um, the new system has actually helped or uh, or has indeed uh, made, made the the, the work life burnout stuff uh, e- even worse. I think that would be a really really interesting topic and um from my own perspective i want this to be a great experience for the start my mission as the hunter new england health cio is to reduce the friction between the people and the technology
0: yeah absolutely we'll have to going sorry chris you sorry david just agreeing wholeheartedly yeah Um, we're all just going yeah 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 (laughs) just the chat on the side is uh is is going pretty hard i have to reflect on some of these points i wanted to tie together some of this point that melissa raised around and i guess it's kind of like trying to leverage some other industries and uh not that's not the one but there's the points around the green effect i guess that was the. Oh, here we go um will we get great attraction like as in funds and regulation and transformation support if we start joining better care with digital health agenda with the green agenda basically trying to kind of chunk these these points up Is you know tied this to you know um sustainability and clinical governance frameworks as well. So it's an interesting point around, you know, if we're health impacts everyone and there's some of these issues around environment and and other bits and pieces too. I guess at a at a bigger scale, there's there's got to be that kind of connection too. So that's a that's a really interesting way to think about it. Yes, Bernie?
3: Can I just Liz Keane has made a very good point here, something that I've I was talking actually to GS1 a few weeks ago. And uh they they brought this up as well. Maybe what we should be doing is offering green credits, you know, like credits for the dilution of paper in um in the healthcare. And that would be something I, I think that the person on the street, I'm always saying, you know, how about you we all walk outside and talk to people about where do you think your health records are stored right now? Because they think that they're probably digitized somewhere. And uh, in the same way that their bank records are, or maybe with Optus or something. No, let's not go there. But um, who knows where they are now? <laughs> <laughs> <What's> <laughs> who then wants to believe? But yes. you know, I think that um if we were to talk to the people on the street, they will say. Well, I thought that you were looking after my um, health records, Prime Minister or Minister Butler, and you know we need to do more about you know bringing it to their attention. And young, younger people, you know, are interested in the green credits. People like you, Pete. <laughs> could, could,
1: could I could I sort of maybe comment there? I, I, it's a great it's a great point. I think it was it was Melissa that, that raised it. Um, I think there is, there's something to evolve here. So, um, I, I think. If I look at um, the sustainability agenda, uh, I actually see a lot of parallels to uh, where, where IT and digital was probably ten or fifteen years ago. It was sort of something that happened in the back room, and nobody really knew about what those those boffins were were up to, uh, sort of thing. Um, and, and I think sustainability is in a similar space. If we look at the scope one, the scope two, the scope three emission type stuff, I don't know that there's an enormous amount of, um, of, of understanding about it in, in C suites in, uh, globally with, with, with regard to that. Um, so. I think people are coming to grips with the, the whole sort of sustainability angle, and, and, and things are starting to shape up. Certainly, uh, within uh, within the New South Wales government around around this stuff. Um, but there's still a ways to go. And um, I, I think it's a really interesting topic and something that I will keep my mind on. And have been keeping my mind on, in fact, as we talk about this paper stuff and what, what is the impact and the linkage there into sustainability? Because paper is absolutely one element of, of waste coming out of, of, of hospitals. But let's talk about KimGuard and plastic and single use uh, surgical instruments and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, they, they, they might actually be a better starting point than uh, the, the paper, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Now, look. I see a great point that Grace has raised in the chat too around the implementation and, and adoption stage. And we've got some dedicated sessions on implementation and, uh, and everything later in the day too. So, um, But that's such a, such a good point too. Um, and, and I guess the purpose of this session isn't to, to solve the issue and, and all of a sudden make all of the, the, the records digital, but it's to really start that conversation and, and kind of take some next steps. So I, I guess- <laughs> so I, that's what really why are
3: we all here, guys sorry I'm bernie really that's really got you on, here, on. In
0: your busy schedule but if we were to kind of summarize perhaps then since we've got the hundred and something people who are watching live now and there's different perspectives if there's perhaps final thoughts or recommendations and ask or something for people to do to help because i don't think the th- the four of us on the screen is going to do something we've been talking about it for 150 years. So, you know, to, to then broaden it out to the, the ecosystem, final thoughts for each of you or recommendations for others to help push this agenda along? Maybe Bernie, I'll start with you.
3: The bell's going, so I'll let everyone else answer first. Oh, there's a bell. Okay.
0: Uh, Chris?
1: We keep making it about the people uh it, it's about the patient record it's about the participation of the patient in their own care and uh, and indeed their, their their own carers and making stuff better for our workforces in our community so that ruthless focus about you know making sure that digital is working for the people that have to use it i think is uh is, is absolutely top of agenda as we continue down this uh this path to eliminate paper from our uh, our,
2: our clinical care so true david yeah. from my last thought is that like digital health is kind of like no other not different to any other part of a business, um, it offers solutions and does the benefit outweigh the cost and does it meet the objectives and just stripping, stripping it back? Yeah,
0: good one. And Bernie?
3: Yeah, I, um, thank you. I just want to go back to, you know, like I think we've all just agreed, but to Grace's point, and I'm sure I know I, it's one that is shared, we can't keep putting off, however, transitioning or adopting Digitization of the patient's medical records or the way we do things, and it should not be. So disruptive. It should be that it's something that wow, this is going to make such a difference. To not uh, not necessarily even to me as the caregiver, but mainly to the outcomes for the patient. Because we, if I can't, if I'm you know part of a multidisciplinary team's plan, as the guys uh, um, were talking about it earlier, yeah, you know, oh. is without being able to have access to that if the records you know, locked somewhere some at another place, I can't improve the outcomes for that that individual. So I want us just to start to think differently because, you know, the healthcare workforce is burnt out because they, you know, they're they are running all over the hospital trying to get information from all different places. Now look, there's some great final thoughts there and and we're gonna have to wrap up this session, but
0: it's not gonna be the last time that we talk about it. And I'm sure we'll We'll rope you all in for a future summit session and perhaps something else too across the ecosystem. Bernie, Chris, David, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Pete. Before you go, just a reminder to jump over to our YouTube channel and subscribe and watch some episodes there. There are podcast episodes, summit sessions, and a bunch of other interesting content on our channel. You can just search Talking Health Tech in the YouTube app or click on the link in the show notes of your podcast player and it should just take you straight there. Thank you. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit TalkingHealthTech.com.